I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. I am so excited to sit down with you today. So surprise, it's only me on the show today. You have a solo episode with me today, and I feel like it has been, oh gosh, like since the summertime since I recorded a solo episode. So We are definitely due to just hang out and jam out on some questions. So actually, I did not have this episode planned, like this solo episode planned. I have so many amazing interviews for you, and I'm so excited to share all of these episodes that I've been recording with other incredible women over the past several weeks. So stay tuned for those. But like I said, it's just me on the show this week. And this was just kind of a spontaneous decision, I guess you could say. I received several hypothalamic amenorrhea recovery related questions over on Instagram. And they were really good. They were kind of like different than the normal HA recovery questions that I typically receive. So I just thought instead of answering all of them over on Instagram and, you know, answering them in my stories only for them to disappear in like 24 hours, I thought I would record an entire podcast episode for you all. So if you just stumbled across my podcast today because it said hypothalamic amenorrhea, hello, I'm Meg. And if you are a longtime listener, thank you for joining me here every single week. I really appreciate you. So just a little backstory for all of you who may be tuning in for like the first time, or maybe this is one of your first episodes of mine that you're listening to, I actually struggled with HA, meaning I had HA for 12 years. And it wasn't until 2018 that I decided that I really needed to take things very seriously and get my period back. I think I was like, 26, 27 at the time. And I was just like, what am I doing? Why haven't I actually gotten my period back? Like I actually need to take this seriously. So over the course of a year, I was able to get my period back. It was actually almost a year to the day. So middle of August, 2019, I got my period back, which means I celebrated my one-year HA recovery anniversary this past August 
And if you really love HA recovery episodes, I believe I did like an entire month of HA recovery episodes back in August of 2020. So definitely go check that out if you haven't listened to those episodes yet. And if you are also going through your HA recovery journey, those episodes are definitely going to be up your alley and something you want to listen to for sure. But it's been a while since you and I sat down and talked about HA and it honestly is one of my absolute favorite things to talk about. My HA recovery journey just like absolutely changed my life for obviously the better and made me realize how incredibly passionate I am about this topic. So, which brings me to today, we have a long list, like super long guys. I typed out all of your questions and we have a lot to get through today. So I am actually just ready to dive in. So these are in no particular order. I didn't categorize them. I just made sure there wasn't like duplicates and stuff, but literally answering them in the order that they came to me. So yeah, excited to dive in. I'll just get to it. And I hope we can keep this to one episode, but we'll see how I do. So is it normal to have longer cycles after HA recovery? So I think we all know that kind of the textbook length of a cycle would be around 28 days. So kind of like a week per phase because there's essentially four phases of the menstrual cycle and we're kind of aiming to be ovulating about two weeks after we bleed and then we're going to want to start that new cycle again about two weeks after we ovulate and that's just how the cycle goes. So that is typically what's called or referred to or seen as a quote-unquote normal cycle. However, there's some like wiggle room in that, right? So her question is, is it normal to have longer cycles after HA recovery? Absolutely. As in like, if you are just, just, just fresh out of your HA recovery journey, let's say you just had one cycle and now you're expecting your cycles to be 28 days right after you recovered, that's typically not the norm. The norm usually is to have those longer cycles as your body gets used to what's happening and starts to really regulate the hormones and things like that. So essentially, you're getting your first period. Your body is feeling safe again, which is amazing. You're no longer at a huge energy deficit anymore. But to have those consistent cycles or just like what will your cycles look like after you have that one first recovery period your cycles might be longer for a little bit I know I personally wasn't in that boat my cycles were every single month 
and typically within, they weren't exactly 28 days, but they would be like, you know, low 30s, kind of like 30 to 34-ish days long. Um, So that's how long my cycles were right after HA recovery. And it really fluctuates. And I think we all have to remember what kind of brought us to HA in the first place. A lot of us get HA or experience hypothalamic amenorrhea because we are perfectionists, right? We want to do everything right and we dial in our exercise, we dial in our diets and where did that get us? So I want to make sure that we're not being like perfectionists when it comes to our periods either. So of course there's, you know, things to look out for, but don't feel super discouraged if your cycles aren't exactly 28 days because not every woman's cycle is 28 days and also over the course of a year it's okay if they like fluctuate in length as well you know you might be going through more stressful periods of time I mean ever since March of 2020 we have been going through a lot as a world with the pandemic So just keep that in mind that um, your cycles definitely can vary. And yes, I would say it's like normal to have longer cycles if you're fresh out of HA recovery. So next question says, after getting my period back, I suffer from a lot of PMS before my period, such as cramps, mood, etc. What recommendations do you have for me? So... This is like normal, however, our PMS should not be like interfering with our everyday life. So if your cramps are so bad and they kind of have you lying on the floor in pain, unable to do your work, for an example, or if you go to school, if you're if they're preventing you from going to school. I remember when I was going to university, one of my best friends, her cramps were so bad. She would have to miss like at least a week of school every single month when her period came. So that is not normal. And there are things that we could do for this. So usually those really bad PMS symptoms are due to a hormone imbalance, okay, so usually kind of um, a lower progesterone relative to estrogen, so that ratio is just off, but what I would recommend for you is try some magnesium. So again, always check with your doctor. I am a registered holistic nutritionist for those of you who don't know, Um, but I would definitely look into taking some magnesium. A magnesium supplement would be really great here. And also just upping your magnesium-rich foods as well. So that can be really helpful. Um, Epsom salts are also really helpful um, or really rich in magnesium, I should say. So taking an Epsom salt bath when your cramps are getting really bad or if you feel like you know when your PMS is kind of like on its way, start to increase your magnesium-rich foods or your supplements. 
So next question, are you more likely to lose your period again after recovery? So I do think the body has kind of like this sensitivity level. For an example, I lost my period, like I said, for 12 years and my best friend, she was a power lifter, which means she was deadlifting and squatting incredibly like crazy amounts of weight. Her workouts were like three hours long every single day. She was working out like crazy. She was also dieting at the time and she did not ever lose her period. So I just want to point out that we all have kind of like this different threshold, if you will. So if I was in that situation, I would 1000% lose my period, but my friend didn't. But our bodies have different ways of responding to those stressors. So my friend, for an example, instead of losing her period, she actually developed some serious um, thyroid imbalances that she's been working on. So instead of losing her period in that situation, it was like the thyroid for her, right? So we all have those different thresholds. Our bodies are going to respond to stressors in different ways. But are you more likely to lose your period again after recovery? Honestly, in my opinion, if you keep doing, you know, if you keep feeding your body well and training smart and not going into that huge energy deficit again, I think you will be totally fine, able to keep your period and stuff like that. So that would be my question, my answer to that question. And then if tracking isn't a stressor and you continue to make sure you eat enough, is it okay? So full transparency, I am totally fine with tracking your food. I have shared this with you ladies many of times, but when I first started my HA recovery journey, I did choose to track my food initially. I did not track it for my whole journey. So meaning when I got my period back, I was not tracking my food. But initially when I first started HA recovery, I did track my food with a calorie macro tracking app. The reason I did this was because A, I had absolutely no idea how many calories I was eating. And we all know that for HA recovery, we need to be eating, I would say at least 2,500 calories. I was averaging around like 1800. So I had a good chunk to increase, right? I basically had to add like another big meal or like a meal and a snack into my day. So tracking my calories and macros like right off the start really helped me and opened my eyes to how little I was actually eating. And it allowed me to see how 
much food I actually did need to eat. So I got an idea of what 2,500 calories or more actually looked like. The second reason that I found tracking my calories slash macros really helpful was because I was actually really under eating carbs and our brains need carbohydrates and our hormone system like our reproductive system needs carbohydrates in order to feel really safe a woman's reproductive system can be really sensitive and I have learned that mine is especially when it comes to carbohydrates now we are all different but it was really eye-opening to me um (laughs) to track my food and it was just like whoa I am really under eating carbohydrates so I found it really helpful And like this woman is saying, so the woman who wrote me this question, if tracking isn't a stressor and you continue to make sure you eat enough, is it okay? I would say yes, but, okay, so here's the but. So it might not be a stressor for you now, but I would want you to be aware of when it becomes a stressor. Because tracking your food doesn't have to be a lifelong thing. And I think that it might feel good for us for a period of time. But then it might become one of those tools that kind of expire for us or become outdated for us, right? Like we can kind of move on from something. So I want you to be like really aware of when tracking does become a stressor because for me it did. I wouldn't say maybe a stressor, but I intuitively knew that, okay, this isn't serving me anymore, right? So when I started my HA recovery journey, it really was super helpful. And then nearing the end, like a few months before I got my period, I started to feel like, why am I doing this, right? Like, it doesn't really make sense for me to be doing this anymore because I know how much I need to be eating now. I know what that looks like. So the reason why I started tracking in the first place, I didn't need to track anymore because I already kind of like accomplished that. I knew how much I needed to be eating and I was also just really trusting my body at that point and my hunger cues were something that I could actually rely on. So my hunger cues were leading me to what I needed to eat every day. I was no longer unintentionally under eating. So yes, my answer to that is yes, you can track But please, please be aware of when it does become a stressor and make sure you're not just using tracking as this kind of acceptable way to continue to control your food intake. Because I think we can get wrapped up in that as well. It's kind of like this acceptable thing for some of us. Like we think that it's kind of oh, this is fine for me to do as long as I'm eating enough. 
but I just don't want you to be kind of like holding on to that as your excuse, if that makes sense. So next question is, can you recover from HA while still doing weight training? I got this question a couple times. The other one was, can I still strength train throughout HA recovery without doing like high intensity stuff? So there's a lot of different conversations that happen around movement and exercise throughout HA recovery. And honestly, I could just talk about this forever and it could be a whole episode by itself. But um, here's what I will say about this is, again, kind of like the tracking, like if it's something like if exercise is something that you're just like white knuckling and you're holding on to it so tightly and that is the thing that you refuse to let go of, I would really challenge you to be honest with yourself and let go of it for a period of time. Okay, so yes, you can still weight train. However, I would strongly recommend like really easing up on the weight. So how heavy are these weights that you're using? Because that definitely affects things as well for sure. And how quickly do you want to get your period back? So we have to remember that HA recovery, our intention throughout recovery really is to correct this energy deficit, okay? So if you were not weight training at all, but eating like that 2,500 calories-ish throughout recovery, that's kind of like doing its thing, working on correcting that energy deficit. If you add in weight training, and weight training is kind of like this tricky thing because not only do you burn energy, aka calories, while doing a weight training session, but weight training actually has that after burning effect as well, right? So you're actually burning more energy throughout the day if you choose to weight train. So if this is something that you choose to do, absolutely eat. You're going to have to eat even more, okay? Having said that, I want to be very clear here and please listen to me because I know we can kind of have like selective hearing when we are going through HA recovery, right? Like we can kind of hear what we want to hear and then leave out what we don't want to hear. So please listen to this. Any type of exercise, whether that's like running, hiking, swimming, weight training, whatever it is, exercise is a stressor on the body. And for so many of us, because it is like this, this type of amenorrhea that we are, are experiencing with HA, it is related to the hypothalamus, right? So we have to remember that our hypothalamus is literally begging 
for us to just chill the F out, okay? So ask yourself, am I doing myself a favor? Is it actually beneficial for me to strength train or weight train while going through HA recovery? This is for you to be super radically honest with yourself, okay? And just another reminder, if you know inside of you at your core that you probably shouldn't be strength training or doing these types of workouts while going through HA recovery, please know that this is just a period of time. I know literally hundreds of women who took the time off to recover and get their period back and then you can start adding it in again in a safe way once your body is fully recovered and healthy again. Okay, so I did take time off while getting my period back and I can tell you that um, I definitely would have gotten my period back a lot quicker if I just stopped doing strength training altogether right off the start of things, okay? Um, having said that, I want you to know that, so I did take that period of time off And now, like a year and a half after I got my period back, I'm, you know, I'm lifting weights and I'm getting so much stronger. So just know that this is something that's just for a period of time and you can always come back to it. I love strength training. It's not a bad thing, but it might not be supportive for you at this period of time in your life. So next question, do you agree with the 2,500 calories and 2,350 calories for smaller or what do you suggest? So, wow, I was super pumped when I got this question because I have literally had an Instagram post all about this saved for you ladies in my back pocket and I just haven't posted it yet. So do I agree with this? Okay, um, (laughs) I'll just tell you what my Instagram post basically said. So I personally, me, Meg, I am a smaller human being, okay? I'm five foot two. I know a lot of people expect me to be taller, but I'm pretty sure I'm five two. And I know I also, when I first read 2,500 calories, it's easy to think, oh, well, I'm a small human. Like my body is smaller. I'm a smaller human being. Maybe I don't need that much food. So I'm just, you know, going to eat a little less. I do not agree with this. So my whole Instagram post was about stop like making your small body an excuse to eat less. This is not an excuse, people. Okay, so 
anything like we I am so fired up right now so you are an adult I am assuming which means that you are going to be needing to eat over 2,000 calories point blank okay just for a healthy adult right now if you do not have your period you need to be eating more than that okay and I'm saying like 2,000 calories for a healthy adult, that's like very minimum. I eat more than that and I've had my period back for a year and a half. So with all this being said, no, I don't agree with it to answer your question. I think you should be aiming for 2,500 calories minimum and you shouldn't even really be thinking about calories. So The other suggestion that you provided me with, so that's 2,350 calories. It's like hardly any less calories than 2,500. So you might as well just eat 2,500. Your body's going to thank you and you're just going to recover that much faster. Um, I was eating close to 3,000 calories, if not like 3,000 calories plus when I was getting, when I got my period back, back in August of 2019. So really don't get hung up on these calories. And if you feel like you are getting hung up on the calories, please reach out to me. I would so, so love to help you with your journey. So you don't feel so like fixated on the food part. Okay. So I guess this question is a perfect next question for me this person is wanting to know my personal ha recovery plan so i'll try to answer this as quickly as i can because you all know i love the details but essentially i do obviously agree with kind of like those two main blocks for ha recovery but in my head there's like three main blocks okay So I'll talk about the obvious two right now. So if you are on your HA recovery journey, it's likely that you already know you need to be eating around a minimum of 2,500 calories or more. So that's like a minimum. So eating lots of good food and reducing your stress as much as possible, which includes reducing like intense exercise. Okay, so I do agree, obviously, with those two main blocks. Okay, the other main block that is part of my HA recovery plan, when I work with my clients, is doing the inner healing work. The reason why I think this is absolutely essential for HA recovery is because you will notice from a lot of these questions that I'm receiving today It's about, can I still exercise? Do I actually have to be eating this much? You know, things like that. Things around food and exercise, right? So this is, this is stuff coming up from our past experiences in life, okay? We are dealing with this old stuff, these old beliefs, these old hurts, these old wounds, And they will still continue to come up for us until we deal with them. 
And this is what I help my clients deal with. So they can actually move through HA recovery in a more graceful way. So you aren't always fixated on the food. So you aren't always so fixated on the exercise. You need to do this inner healing work in order to completely move on from this stuff or else you're always going to be unhappy. You're always going to be feeling like you need to be controlling your food, controlling your exercise, controlling your body. We really need to get to the root of this stuff and this is exactly what I help my clients with. So if you are wondering what my AHA recovery plan is, it would be those three things, those three main building blocks. We tackle the food, We tackle the exercise, but we also tackle your inner world. We do that inner healing so you can actually fully heal mind, body, and soul. Okay, I know that sounds kind of cheesy, mind, body, and soul. You hear that a lot, but this is really important. This is the work that I do with my clients. And inside my group coaching program, you've probably heard me talk about it by now, back home to you. I don't even specifically work on HA with my clients inside that group. Not every single woman inside Back Home to You has HA, but several people did. And we have incredible recovery stories. I have had a woman join me inside Back Home to You. I can share who she is because she was on the podcast two weeks ago. She had never had a natural period in her life before, and she got it while inside Back Home to You coaching with me. I did not do anything. I wasn't the magic fairy that brought her period back after all those years. She did the inner healing work, okay? She did not have an active eating disorder or disordered eating or over-exercising, when we started working together, but she would even tell you herself that it was because she did the inner healing work, she was able to get her period back. Okay. One of my current clients inside Back Home to You, she also did not have her period when she started working with me inside Back Home to You. We didn't even talk about her period inside the sessions until she actually got it back because we needed to celebrate her. But it was because she faced those two blocks, right? The eating more, the exercising less, but she also did the third block, my third block that I believe is part of the HA recovery plan. It's part of my HA recovery plan for my clients. So please know that if you feel so stuck in your HA recovery, you feel like you've been eating a lot, exercising less, and you're still just holding on to just going to say it, old shit. You're still holding on to all that old shit that's just keeping you stuck. This is what I'm here for. Okay. So I want you to go to megdoll.com slash back home to you. You can just send me an email. Just send me an email. We'll hop on a discovery call, make sure this program is a good fit for you. And I have new groups starting every month. So we'll put you in the next month. Okay. I accept three women into each group. As soon as one group's filled, I open up another group. So that's how it works. And I will guide you through recovery. Okay, so that answers that question. Moving on to the next one. 
if your blood work is okay, why is my period not coming back? So I would just say more time in this situation. I don't know your whole picture, okay? Our blood work can be like a tricky thing sometimes. Our blood work can definitely say that everything's fine when it's not. So if this is you, like if you're like, oh, I just had my blood work done. I don't get my period back or I don't have my period. I would just want to make sure that you're actually doing the things in order to get your period back. If not, um, you can definitely reach out to me. It's just harder for me to answer this question just because I don't know your whole picture and exactly what you're doing here. So acne during recovery, will it pass? Is it a good sign? Absolutely, it's a good sign. Celebrate that acne. I still get a couple random zits like here and there leading up to my period and I'm always like, yes, my period's coming. So do not hate on the pimples or the zits or the acne. Don't hate on it. It's definitely a good sign, especially if you're waiting for your first period to come. Next question, can I slowly start back with weight training and intuitive eating? I am waiting on my second period. No, (laughs) you are waiting for your second period. We do not want to change anything until you have had at least three periods. And I would even say that's kind of quick. For me personally, I got my period back in August of 2019 and I did not start to add in any type of exercise or anything like that until January. So it was almost like, how many months is that? I'm not quick. But from August to December, I didn't do anything was just getting my period and then I promised myself that in January if I got my period every single month from August to January I could start adding in some weight training and that's exactly what happened so if you are only waiting for your second period I would say no way girl wait a little longer increased cervical mucus for many months but low estrogen on labs and still no period. Why? Hey, hey, so I had increased cervical mucus literally like the first month into HA recovery and it took me an entire year for my period to come back. So I would say patience, little grasshopper, Um, honestly, just patience. I'm not sure how long you've been in recovery for. Don't get frustrated with your body. Celebrate that cervical mucus and know your period is on its way. Do I need to eat unhealthy stuff even if I don't crave it and or don't tolerate it? I am celiac. Hey, so am I. So I relate to this question. Okay, I feel like this question could also be an entire episode long, but I'm maybe like halfway through (laughs) the question, so I'm going to try to keep this quick, but we'll see how I do. Okay, so 
I don't think it's a good idea. If you have celiac disease, you should not be eating gluten. Okay, sweetie? So we have to remember that we still need to treat our bodies with love and respect and kindness, okay? So if you have celiac disease, you do not want to be eating the foods that cause your body a lot of stress, okay? So if you have celiac eating gluten causes stress on the body and we really want to eliminate that stress. Having said that, I do want you to allow yourself to eat all the foods you actually can tolerate. So I have celiac, like I said, I can eat ice cream. So I really want you to be honest. This is another time where you have to be like radically honest with yourself and like, are you holding back on health, on having quote unquote unhealthy things? With this question presented in that way, do I need to eat unhealthy stuff? I would challenge you to even remove the label of being unhealthy. Food is food, okay? I want you to start thinking about it in that way and eat according, accordingly, Food is food. There is no healthy foods. There is no unhealthy foods. I really want you to just see food as food, okay? And nourish your body in a way that feels good for you. So, no. If you do not crave ice cream every single night, or if you do not crave cookies or cake or whatever it is, no, you don't need to be eating. You don't need to be like force feeding yourself this food that doesn't feel good for you or if you're not craving it. But if you want the food, then eat it. Please, please do. I made sure that I had ice cream in my fridge. I made sure that I had, you know, these like, I don't know, treats that maybe I didn't have a while back. Um, I definitely upped my kind of like sugar consumption for sure. I ate things that I hadn't ate in years. And I think that is really important for recovery. But for an example, I'm not really a big cake girl. Like, I would much rather eat ice cream than cake any day, okay? So was I sitting there throughout HA recovery forcing myself to eat cake? Absolutely not. So I want you to make sure that you are allowing all foods into your diet because I can tell you right now that... HA recovery will be extremely difficult and kind of uh, not serving its full purpose for you if you are so fixated on only eating quote-unquote whole foods such as like vegetables and potatoes and you know if you were following I don't know a diet that eliminates certain things and still trying to do it through the HA way. Like if you were not allowing all foods into your meal plan, but still just trying to hit those 2,500 calories, but only with like quote unquote healthy foods, I really don't think that's serving you. So do your best to listen to your body. If you're craving chocolate, ice cream, if you are a cake person, allow those foods, but they don't have to be filled with gluten if you are celiac. 
Next question, I haven't been restricting food for the past year, already eating 2,500 plus calories. Should I eat more or only reduce stress? So I would just be consistent with eating that amount of food. It sounds like maybe there's probably areas in your life that are still stressful So I would definitely address that. Again, this question, um, I have a lot more questions for you. (laughs) So kind of hard for me to suggest next steps. But um, if you are being like really strict with only eating 2,500 calories, I would definitely challenge you to eat more than that. Like I said, when I got my period back, I was eating definitely around like 3,000 calories. Can HA be caused by Hashimoto's? So yes, if you do have, I mean, not yes, but what I want to say is if you have a thyroid imbalance, thyroid imbalances can absolutely impact your menstrual cycle leading to amenorrhea. It might not be hypothalamic amenorrhea, but... Hashimoto's can definitely lead to irregular cycles or even like the loss of a cycle. So that's something that you would have to, I would suggest like working with like a functional nutritionist or a functional doctor for sure. So this woman has one recovery period, no obvious signs of ovulation, and she's on day 20. What do I do? Sweetheart, you just got to stay the course, okay? So as I mentioned before, your cycles not might not be exactly 28 days, okay? They might be longer, but you might also just not be ovulating. You can get your period and just not ovulate, okay? So one of my clients, she was actually on the podcast last week she wasn't ovulating every single cycle but then she started working with me inside back home to you and I think that really helped her stress levels and now she's ovulating every month along with her cycle so just remember if you're not ovulating you're on day 20 of your recovery of your second kind of like recovery period type thing don't get frustrated you might get your period soon Um, but it might just be a longer cycle. So you asked me, what do you do? Continue to eat, continue to rest, and don't stress about the second period, okay? I know it's easier said than done, but you need to do it. Okay, I'm doing good with questions. We have like quite a few left, but I'm gonna power through them. Would it be safe to lose the weight gain during recovery after five regular periods? This question also comes with a lot of questions for me back to you. Why is it that you want to be losing the weight? Okay, I think this is also something that I teach my clients inside back home to you. Like, I feel like with this with this question, there's a lot of like self-acceptance work that might need to be done. Okay. So it's like, 
okay, you did all this work to get your period back and now you're wanting to change your body again. And changing your body or, you know, working towards improving body composition, I'm not saying that's like 100% always a bad thing, but you've only had five regular periods and you're asking me, would it be safe to lose the weight? So here's the thing, like you, (laughs) your body is just feeling safe now to get her period again. So I would be really, really curious why you want to lose this weight. I would be curious to know where your body's actually at. I know a lot of the times we actually feel like we need to lose weight when we just have this really like distorted image of what our bodies should look like, right? So gosh, I I feel for you so deeply. I am always here for you if you want to talk more. Um, but I honestly, I feel like five periods after recovery, that's still really soon. And um, yeah, this is kind of like a, it's a, a tricky, tricky thing for me to answer. I, I truly, I don't think it's um, really a, the best time to be doing that, to be completely honest, unless you want to kind of maybe risk the possibility of losing your period again. I, I really do think it's um, very close to, it's just like very soon after you actually recovering from HA. Okay. So next question, how long have your periods been after recovery? Are they light or heavy? So this is asking like how long my bleeds have been. So I don't think I've ever shared this on the podcast before, but my first period, like when I actually recovered from HA back in August of 2019, My first period was like a week and a half, which is not what you want to be (laughs) aiming for. Um, But ever since then, my periods have been about like seven days. They're like a good seven days, like a week. Um, I've had maybe one that was three days long. And I was like, oh, that was weird for me. But... I know three days is pretty normal for a lot of women. My normal is definitely like more six to seven, eight days. I would say seven on average. And as for are they light or heavy? I would say kind of like in the middle. They're definitely not light, but they're not like, oh my gosh, this is excessive. So I would definitely say it is right in the middle based off of what I know about my friends' periods. I would definitely say they're heavier than my friends' periods, but um, not like an issue, if that makes sense. (laughs) Okay, so I'm curious what your exercise looks like now. So this is another question that I got from one of my friends who I met through HA Recovery. 
I would love to tell you about what my exercise looks like now. I know Danny and I chatted about it in a podcast back in August. I think it was on this podcast back in August or else one of her podcasts. So Danny Sheriff, my friend, she has the podcast called the HA Podcast. We might have talked about it on there, but I honestly feel like it was on my podcast back in August. But my exercise now, I work out three days a week. That's my sweet spot. I have never been like a crossfitter or a runner. That's just not my style. My body does really well with strength training. I have a full gym in my basement. So like barbell, dumbbells, squat rack, treadmill, that sort of thing. I use my treadmill to walk. I never run. (laughs) I walk on my treadmill because I live in a very, very cold part of Canada. So it's like super freezing here this time of year. So I'm really grateful to have a treadmill that I can walk on. Um, My strength training, so that's what I do. I lift weights. It's always been my favorite form of exercise. And I actually subscribe. So I love Brett Contreras. (laughs) love him and he has a monthly subscription called booty by brett now do not judge the name these workouts are not just like booty pump workouts they are just get strong be healthy that type of workout style which I really love about Brett, he only programs three workouts a week, which is so important to me. I have always, I just like, I love working out three days a week. It works really well for my body. And really, we just focus on like squats, deadlifts, chin-ups, bench press, overhead press, like those five main lifts and then some accessory movements and stuff his program is his um program meaning I should say is just absolutely incredible he is brilliant he knows what he's doing and yeah that's what I do and I love it I'm getting stronger my body's healthy I feel good I feel happy that I can work out three days a week and still have this healthy, happy body. Um, And yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy. And I love that you asked that question. Because again, just like a reminder that if you are going through HA recovery, or maybe you have recovered, but you're still kind of in that waiting game to start exercising again, I just want to remind you that I have been recovered from HA for a year and a half now and exercise and like getting back into a routine that feels really good for you is totally possible and if you are someone who likes strength training like myself you actually can start doing that again and actually get stronger as well um in a healthy way it's really great so last few questions is eating 
regularly really important or is it just about the calories? So I really do think that eating more regular meals is beneficial. There was actually a study done on this on kind of like evenly distributing your calories throughout the day versus, you know, let's say you woke up in the morning and didn't eat until noon. That is not good for the hormones, ladies. You want to be eating breakfast, okay? So I really do think that it is important to eat more regularly rather than play around with fasting but still try to get those calories in. That's just what I'm saying. And there were studies done on it, so (laughs) I'm not just like pulling that out of my bum. Um, What are your top relaxation tips to stop overthinking? Um, Awesome question. I have a lot. I help my clients inside Back Home to You navigate their mindset and their thoughts. So I work with a lot of women who feel like their minds are always going, going, going. And I help them create a new relationship with these thoughts, okay? But if you and I are not working together, um, I would definitely start to either journal. This is huge. I journal every morning and I also meditate every morning. So those would be my top two things for you if you feel like you need some relaxation and if your mind's like always going, going, going. Do you think some form of exercise is okay? Absolutely. Throughout HA recovery, if you want to do something, I would recommend that something be walking. But please do not wear a Fitbit or like a a step tracker and making sure like you're getting 10,000 calories or 10,000 steps, pardon me. That is not doing you any good. But if you want to go for like a 20-minute walk, totally. A lot of women also feel really good doing yoga throughout recovery. Having said that, I know women who have had to completely give up yoga as well. It was just too taxing on their body. I personally feel like yoga taxes my body more than strength training. I don't know why, but that's how I feel. So I just listened to my body throughout recovery. I honestly didn't do yoga. I think it was something about like holding poses or something like that. It just did not feel good for my body. So I actually did way better with strength training for sure. Okay. So what is a normal length of a bleed? what would be considered too short. So anything from about three to seven days is typically normal, okay? But we have to remember that all of our bodies are different, but it's said that like three to seven days is pretty much like that normal range. So if you fall somewhere within there, then that's probably good. You're probably good to go. If you are over like seven days, like I was that first (laughs) recovery period, like 15 days, um, that runs the risk of becoming anemic. You're losing too much blood, too much iron. So that can be a problem. 
And if you are bleeding only like one or two days, we obviously want to get this bleed longer. And usually a really short bleed like that would be too low estrogen and also your progesterone. Like if your estrogen is low, your progesterone is also probably low. So I would definitely take a look into that for sure. If I got three recovery cycles, but they are irregular, am I considered recovered? So this girl has also sent me this message and I'm glad she sent it in for the podcast as well because it gives me the opportunity to talk about labels and letting go of labels because it's like, heck yeah, like you, you recovered from HA, you got your period back, you have had three cycles and kind of going back to what I talked about at the beginning of the episode, we cannot expect them to be perfect 28-day cycles right after recovery. So let's just kind of release like the, like, what does it matter if you are recovered or, you know, like what, what label are you trying to latch yourself onto? Like if I say, if I answer this question with a no, you're going to feel like, you haven't recovered from HA, which you have. You have had your three, like you have had three recovery cycles. That's amazing. Of course you recovered from HA. I would continue to do what you're doing, eating more, exercising less, doing that inner work, like that sort of thing, just to ensure that your cycles can become more regular. So I hope that helps you. I hope that makes sense. But I think that just what I'm seeing with this question is I just would never want you to feel like, you know, I don't know. Like if you got your three cycles back, that's something to be celebrating rather than stressing over if they're irregular type thing. I hope that makes sense. So should I focus on calories or macros? I definitely think there's like minimums for protein, carbs, and fats you should be eating. Like I would not want you to be focusing on getting 2,500 plus calories and eating super low carb, okay? Like I said before, it's really important to be eating enough calories But there's also certain macronutrients that we need to be eating as well. I have found that most women, when they get their periods back, they're like naturally eating over 2,500 calories. Notice I say naturally. They're not super, super fixated on this number. So they're naturally eating over that amount, okay? over. Trust me on this. And their macros are typically pretty balanced. Honestly, I have spoken to so many different women and it seems like whenever we get our periods back, our macro ratios are always pretty balanced. But I feel like if you're just kind of like allowing yourself to eat, 
what you need to be eating or what you feel like eating in that moment and also hitting those calorie minimums, your macros are just going to naturally fall where they need to be. What can I do if some days I am not hungry at all and feel nauseous? So I was also excited for this question and this is the third last one, you guys. So guess what? (laughs) A lot of the times when we feel nauseous, that's actually a sign of hunger. So we need to, I would challenge you like, what is hungry to you? What do what are what do you think hunger is? Are you just waiting for that like tummy rumbly feeling because that's not the only form of hunger or like the physical symptom of hunger? Honestly, I feel nauseous when I get hungry. So I would really challenge you to kind of look at hunger differently if you are only holding out for that like tummy rumbly feeling. Um, I know that helps a lot of women that I work with is realizing that hunger doesn't just like start and stop with that sensation in your stomach. And, um, you know, maybe you are feeling like, okay, no, Meg, I know hunger is not just the stomach growling sensation. I would really do my best to still eat. Like, just because you aren't hungry isn't just, like, a permission slip to just, like, not eat that day. Um, I still eat when I'm not hungry because I know my body needs the food. Okay. Second last question. Do I have to have cervical mucus for ovulation? I freaking love talking about cervical mucus. I know it's super weird, but... I find it fascinating because I know exactly what phase of my cycle I am in based off of my cervical mucus and it is just so freaking cool ladies like our bodies are just so fascinating but do you have to have cervical mucus for ovulation so I did a little bit digging little bit of digging for this answer because Cervical mucus definitely is one of those primary indicators that you are ovulating. However, I found a doctor make a statement that most women will experience that fertile type of cervical mucus when they're ovulating. Most women. So again, I'm not going to say yes, you have to have that type of cervical mucus for ovulation, But it is part of, it's like a way for our body to more easily transport the sperm, which is why we do produce that type of cervical mucus. So it is like this natural function of the body for a reason, right? Because we, ovulation is that time where we can conceive and what happens then, right? So we need to produce this type of cervical mucus to actually make Um, implantation more easy Um, but do you have to I would say that probably like a small amount of women maybe don't but it definitely is one of more of those like primary indicators if you are wondering if you ovulate there are some different ways to track you can actually get like those test strips 
So that would probably be like the most accurate way to test for ovulation that isn't like physical signs from your body, okay? Another way would be taking your temperature every morning and noticing when that temperature, your body temperature increases. That would mark your ovulation as well. All right, last question. Can it take a while for the second recovery period as well? I am currently waiting. Absolutely. Again, we cannot just expect our bodies to be regular after all this time. I'm not sure how long you were without your period. I'm not sure how long it took you to get your period back. But 100%, I would say most women don't have regular periods right after recovery. They tend to wait a little bit longer for that second recovery period. If you do get yours back right away, that's amazing, but I would definitely say that's not the majority of women. All right, ladies, we made it. This episode is longer than most of my episodes, but that's okay. It was just you and I hanging out this week. I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope you got everything you wanted from this episode. I will see you next week. And as always, two last things. If you're listening to this episode, take a screenshot, post it to Instagram. Or if you're out on a walk and you want to show me where you're listening to this episode, take a picture, share it on Instagram, tag me at I am. Meg Doll, so I can see. I always love to see who's listening to the show. And last but not least, if you are needing support through your journey, please contact me. You can check out my coaching program, Back Home to You, at megdoll.com slash you, or I'll drop my personal email here, If you want to just email me, shoot me a line and let me know how maybe I can support you. Hello at megdoll.com is where you can find me. 